dark science and everything else They slap down a new topic and dash off to the next It's a great big world with so much to know Like cryptids, time travel, and the history of Poe If you wanna be a smarty, better learn something fast With Shannon and Jason on Slapdash On today's episode, we're discussing summertime in America. Across the table is a man who loves a good sunburn and an occasional frolic through the sprinkler system on a hot <laughs> July day. Jason Creekmore, how are you today? I am doing well. There is nothing wrong with a little ice cream, maybe some popsicles, and some SPF 50. I found nothing wrong with it <laughs> at all. So SPF 50, is that your, your go-to? or it's, it's whatever is like in the cabinet. The first thing I see, 50, 15. <laughs> I have to go with like motor oil, whatever. 500, 1500. <laughs> no. Man, I'm fair skinned. I can't. I can't do the tanning thing i only do the burning thing that's, no that's yeah. all i do now my, my wife tans and both my girls tan a little bit mm-hmm. i just go like Im, like just immediately lobster yeah that's like, it yeah it's just it's just white to red it's just white to, to red immediately mm-hmm. yeah so wear, wear a blue baseball cap i'm an american yep. you know it's that, that's just how it is red white, yep. blue, all day but jason we are talking about summertime in america it is currently as of the recording of this episode summertime in america it is we're right in the middle of summer we sure are so i thought we would start with just a few fun facts about summer and then we'll get into some specific things that americans like to do during the summer and jason you're an american i am you like to do things in the summer i do and you'll share those with us i will it's exciting (laughs) so fun fact number one the dog days of summer you've heard of dog oh yeah i've heard heard people say this but i never in my lifetime, like, you would have like, meant. Like, what, what are those? What is that? What does it's, that mean? It's, it's, it's like the day that just a herd of dogs comes like over the hill, right? <laughs> <laughs> Summer's coming to an end. Yeah. It's, Here come the dogs. It's a, <laughs> but the dog days of summer refer to the weeks between July 3rd and August 11th, which as of the recording of this episode, we're currently in All right. the dog days of summer. They're named after the dog star Sirius in the Canis Major constellation, the ancient Greeks blamed Sirius for the season's hot weather. What do you think about that? Wow. And see, I have always heard that during the, the dog days of, of summer that I think it's maybe snakes, that mm-hmm. snakes have a hard time. That Actually, snakes are the most dangerous yeah. right now. because During they, the summer. During the summer mm-hmm. because uh, during this time that they uh, something happens to their eyes. Yep. They, they, they like it scales over and is they it can't true, see. I've I don't heard know. This my whole life. Yeah, that you, you have to be extra cautious because they'll strike things. at anything. Yeah, they be, don't care because they can't see. I guess as as well right now. I have no idea. I don't know, but yeah. it's always stuck with me. So anytime I see a snake, <laughs> sometime in July or August, I'm like, oh, you're you're particularly dangerous today. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I usually just it doesn't matter. Summer, winter, <laughs> fall, spring. There is no bad time to be afraid of a snake. It's just <laughs> yeah. it's all year round. So I, I just kind of stay away from. I don't care if he's blind or, you know, 2020. Who yeah. cares? Snake's a snake. Elderly snake, baby snake. <laughs> you know, just, just stay away from him. Jason, you mentioned ice cream. July is National Ice Cream Month. And I like ice cream. You I like ice cream? I love ice cream. I love ice cream cones. Oh, that's that, I like. That I like the, the cone is just as as good as I do the ice cream. To be honest, as a kid, I would sometimes eat the cone without ice cream. That's how much I like the really? cone. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, sure. It's <laughs> ice cream definitely made it better though. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I have that for sure. The average American eats an average of twenty quarts of ice cream per year, and the most popular flavor is. Can you guess? I'll say chocolate. Good guess. Vanilla. Okay. Yeah. Well, vanilla is my favorite. My my favorite ice cream is simply a McDonald's cone. 
Yeah, I mean, I just love a white I love ice cream. Yeah, vanilla I love in the cone. Yep, I love blizzards and McFlurries and and all that good stuff mm-hmm. and Baskin Robbins. But just if I just had to pick one thing forever, it would just be a vanilla cone from McDonald's. You ever do a Diet Coke with it? Uh, yeah, I've been known to put down some Diet Cokes before. <laughs> I've heard the rumors. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> actually, one today. Okay, good. So vanilla ice cream is number one. Chocolate is actually a distant second. It's not even close. Hmm. Yeah, so I, I like chocolate myself. Okay. That's my personal yeah. favorite. I like vanilla second, but most folks like the vanilla, so go figure. Jason, watermelon is one of the best-selling items of summer. We we have watermelon like as often oh, yeah. as we can yep. here at the house. It's just a, a mainstay. But did you know that watermelon is not a fruit? It's a meat. No, I'm kidding. Oh, I thought, what? <laughs> oh, no, I had no earthly idea that was true. <laughs> Only the most factual of information here on Slapdash. But no, it's actually a vegetable belonging to the cucumber family. I had no idea. It's been a fruit. Well, I mean, it sort of looks like a... Somewhat of a cucumber, cucumber. sort of kind of like a a (laughs) Hulk-sized cucumber, maybe. I don't know. Here's a big secret. Okay, ready? Uh, Don't tell me you never have watermelon. No, I've tasted watermelon. (laughs) I don't like watermelon. Okay. No. that That's okay because my wife is the fanatic over watermelon. It stays in the house. I sample it from time to time. It's honestly yeah. not for me much. Either. No, no. Yeah. My, my wife and, and kids, they, they love watermelon, but I just, I don't really like it. I don't, I don't mind watermelon flavored things, mm-hmm. you know, candy slushes, but is this as far as just like a big piece of watermelon? Not for me. Yeah, I, it's it's not great, but it is a staple of summer, and a yep. lot of people love it. And it's a big old cucumber, <laughs> you know, hulked-out cucumber. Jason, popsicles were accidentally invented in 1905 when a San Francisco kid named Frank Epperson mixed some sugary soda powder with water and left it out on a cold winter's night. The mixture froze, and he soon began selling popsicles everywhere, hence the name Popsicle Soda Pop. I had oh, never that. made that connection before. Yeah. So, and Jason, between Memorial Day and Labor Day, Americans eat over seven billion hot dogs. Maybe that's why it's the dog days of summer. Wow, seven billion. Seven billion. That's a bunch. Wow. I think I think I actually have a statistic that's that's similar to that. It, mm-hmm. It's along the same lines of hot dog eating. Okay. That we'll that we'll get into. I think maybe specifically Fourth of July. Very cool. You know, along the lines of Fourth of July, we have a few different holidays during the summer months, and one marks the beginning, one kind of falls somewhat in the middle, and one is toward the end. We're going to discuss all of those, but the very first holiday that kind of kicks off summer is Memorial Day. Memorial Day, originally known as Decoration Day, is a federal holiday in the U.S. to honor and mourn U.S. military personnel who have given their lives in the course of duty. The holiday is observed on the last Monday of May because during this time, flowers are in bloom nationwide. I found that kind of cool. Yeah. So there's that's the rhyme and reason to it. Sometimes with holidays, I think, you just kind of pick that out. Like, just out of nowhere. Through right? a dart at the yeah. calendar. But this one makes sense. Many people honor the holiday by visiting cemeteries and uh, memorials. Many volunteers place an American flag on graves of military personnel in national cemeteries. And it's unclear, really, uh, who originated Memorial Day. There's been some debate, but many cities and states claim to have been the first to celebrate Memorial Day. The holiday was originally celebrated by individual states, but was adopted by the U.S. Congress in 1971 as a national holiday. Hmm. So fairly recently. And Jason, the first Memorial Day ceremony was hosted at Arlington National Cemetery and was presided over by President Ulysses S. 
Grant. And this one kind of has an interesting history. There were 5,000 people there in attendance. It was a spring day. And the New York Times reported it was somewhat too hot for comfort. So unpleasant feeling outside. 5,000 people huddled together. The first Memorial Day ceremony. And the speaker of the event was future president and Civil War general James A. Garfield. You ever heard of Garfield? Oh, yeah. Not the cat. Yeah, Not but the, the president. The president, right. yeah. He, he may have liked lasagna, too. Who knows? Hey, maybe, you know, possibly. And naps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's good. Garfield opened his speech by saying, quote, I am oppressed with a sense of the impropriety of uttering words on this occasion. But then he continued to utter words for almost two hours. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really hot so, outside. So maybe he wasn't very sincere in the first statement he made. There. Yeah. Uh, Garfield went on to say, quote, If silence is ever golden, it must be beside the graves of 15,000 men whose lives were more significant than speech and whose death was a poem, the music of which can never be sung. End quote. Hmm. So there, there were some gems in there, some yeah. nice things that were said. But it did go on for a long time, and history has reported it as being a little bit maybe too much pages right. and pages in the 85 90 degree weather outside 5,000 people huddled together and it started with i hesitate to say too much <laughs> <laughs> it's it's for like the old skit where he goes you know i'll be brief <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah that's that's the feeling yeah. i get so memorial day kind of kicks off the beginning of summer and jason there's a lot of things going on during summer lots of rain you know grass outside and what's a person to do with all of that grass during the summer. Shannon, unfortunately, we have to mow said grass because it, it grows at an unbelievably quick rate. It sure does. <laughs> that, that is true. So thankfully, though, we have lawnmowers, right? We have you know push mowers, riding lawnmowers, all kinds of things out there you can purchase to help uh, manicure your lawn. But the first lawnmower invented was by Edwin Budding in, take a guess, the first lawnmower? The first first powered lawnmower. Okay. I'm just going to spitball it here. 1910. 1830. Really? 1830. Yeah, the first lawnmower by century, invented huh? by Edwin, Edwin Budding. <laughs> uh, the average American spends four hours per week taking care of their lawn mm-hmm. for a total of eight 24-hour days in a, in a year. So, like, legit eight entire days. Okay. Mostly so, concentrated during the summer so, through the early yeah, fall. Yeah, probably. I would say probably a little bit in the spring, a little bit in the fall, and then uh-huh. and then mostly the summer. But for eight days of the 365 days, the average American spends out there spreading grass seed, mowing, weed eating, doing something there. Okay. Powered lawnmowers cause 68,000 injuries every single year. Did you say 68,000? 68,000 injuries every year. No. That's a direct result from... All that grass that's being, uh, all that grass that's growing out, you know, outside, and we're having to mow it and take care of it in the hot, sweaty sun. Oh my goodness! Sixty-eight thousand injuries. That's scary. One out of every five homeowners rely on a professional lawn care service. That's me. Okay, so you do. <laughs> I do. So yeah. who 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 cut who cuts the grass uh, here? Gary cuts the grass. Gary here. <laughs> Gary cuts the grass. <laughs> okay, that's right. Well, uh, at my house, Jason cuts the oh, grass, okay. and that's yeah. just when 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 the the boss Mindy points out the window and says, "Hey, Jason, the grass needs mud." I was going to say we were just on the phone today, and you mentioned a certain look, and uh, you know, shout out to Mindy if she ever listens yeah. to this episode. But I heard you were getting the old eye, my friend. About I heard needing to cut the grass. It was like a hey hey. It's it's been two days, Jason. <laughs> Mow that grass. So at my household, okay, there's basically this this rule. Okay, so from like April to like pretty much like the or like early October, mm-hmm. 
the front yard yep. and the sides get mowed every three to four days. Okay. Okay, mowed weed eat every three to four days. Mm-hmm. The back of the house, we can go like maybe seven to ten days. Just kind of depends on the rain and everything. Okay. But the front and the sides, it's about every every three to four days. Because that's the presentation side. That's apparently, Only yeah. Only the that, best friends go in the backyard. That, that's, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> people yeah. people you can truly trust. Sure. So I, I, am, I am one of the, I guess, four out of five homeowners that mm-hmm. uh, do it on their own there. Uh, but speaking of uh, yards and, and lawns, uh, a 50 by 50 lawn produces enough oxygen for one person every day. 50 by 50. A 50 feet by 50 feet lawn produces enough oxygen to keep one person alive per day. So next time Mindy gives you the old eye, that's right. just remind her that you are keeping people alive, my friend. That's exactly right. The You're more providing this, valuable oxygen. The more this grass grows, I'm assuming, I don't know if this is science or not, but we'll go with it. Mm-hmm. The grass gets bigger, mm-hmm. has to produce more oxygen. Listen, only the best science on Slap Dash <laughs> That's podcast. right. That's a fact, I guarantee. Just go look it up. Sure. You know, yeah. The taller the grass is, the more oxygen it that's produces. That's the first chapter in our book we're going to write someday. That, yeah, that's, that's that's exactly right. So no, so so how often do you get your grass mowed here? About it just once. It depends on Gary, whatever it, Gary wants. Well, when Gary shows up. and No, pro- probably about once a week. We did it once every two weeks, mm-hmm. but you know, like, like you said, that can kind of you know just depending on the weather depending on the weather i mean it can just shoot out of ground man so yeah about once a week gary rolls in and he he does the work and it's not always been that way okay you know that was just one of the things that we decided it was worth it you know there there are a few things in life that just aren't worth it but this is one of the things (laughs) i've never regretted it's just (laughs) i show up on thursdays and Gary's been here. The grass is cut. Everything's finished. I don't get the look, man. Not even. That's right. I don't get the look. Now I will say this: uh, mowing the grass is to me it's a it's a stress reliever, kind of. Yeah. I think like uh, it's just like you see immediate results, mm-hmm. and so so very few times in life can you like, oop, I've gotten better. Oop, I've gotten better. Like every thirty seconds, you can see sure. yeah. you know, getting closer to the goal, getting closer to the goal with mm-hmm. like with, with with every stride. It's a real life progress bar. It's yeah, just slowly. Yeah, literally, up. it really. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's that's the reason that uh, that that I like it. I like doing it a little bit for the exercise. We we, we have a riding lawnmower and a push mower, mm-hmm. but honestly, probably and 80, you push the riding lawnmower. <laughs> I, I take the push mower and I set it on top of the riding lawnmower and I yeah. duct tape it. You know those and six, then I push 60 the whole something thousand injuries you were talking about. <laughs> I know, I know where and how they happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we we have a riding lawnmower there, and so sometimes we use that. But honestly, I use the push mower, uh, and then the uh, the church where we attend. It's a half mile from our house. I like to go and mow that uh, as just sort of a, a service to, to help out. That's also a stress reliever. So I mow quite a bit of grass from about April to October. Uh, uh, every year. That's awesome, man. You and Gary just keeping it together. That's right. I'm sure Gary's much better than I am, but I'm I'm free. I'm cheap. You know, that's so. good. I love it. But Jason, you know what else is a stress reliever? What's that? Swimming. I like to swim. You like to swim? Yeah. yeah. So, so you consider yourself uh, a talented swimmer, kind of average swimmer, or just barely keeping afloat? Uh, if this were the Olympics, I'd say I'm a bronze swimmer. <laughs> this were the Olympics, I'd say I'm drowning. For honest. <laughs> Oh man, but but swimming, it's a great workout. Uh, also a fun way to pass a hot summer day. My wife, she, she loves it. Now, I like it once I'm in the pool 
I'm right. not so much of a somebody who sits around and thinks, let's go get in the pool because it takes a little bit of effort. It takes a little bit of time. Right. Right. You have to get dressed or, you know, you have to get into the cold yeah. water. <laughs> and let's just be honest, that's rougher than it should be. It sure is. <laughs> it, it just is. Yeah. And the first time you get out, like after it's like, <laughs> this is your first time in the pool after a year. I, maybe it's just me. I don't know. The first time I get out. I get in weighing, I don't know, I, I weigh about two, <laughs> 240, somewhere in that yeah. range. I get out weighing like 976 pounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if my legs get weaker. I don't know if my body just, you know, is saturated with the water. It's something with the oxygen level with all the grass. There's not enough grass <laughs> around the area, you know. Gary's been too busy that day. I don't know what's going on. But, you know, Jason, the history of swimming, it dates all the way back to ancient Egypt. And I'm sure others were swimming before this. But this is the first, like, historical reference. We found some uh, cave paintings. Right. I'm <laughs> going swimming for the heck of it. It's not, I'm sure just some random Egyptian didn't jump in and say, hmm, I have not swimming <laughs> someone thought of it before but some random egyptian was the first to say hmm i'm going to paint swimming on a wall you know so there that we others go. can find it young princes would hold swimming competitions actually in the nile river so kind of an interesting history behind it when swimming underwater it is you know kind of hard to see Have you ever open your eyes underwater oh yeah, yeah. especially if you're in a swim pool like all the chlorine yeah the, the burn it's real blurry just yeah. gets in there it's terrible so the ancient persians they noticed this they thought man i really don't like opening my eyes underwater okay so they um, created in the 14th century the uh, the very first pair of swimming goggles okay okay and those probably fit just as well as the ones you buy today <laughs> i'm not sure they do with the elastic band that yeah. when you take it off like your face is just kind of separated into two sections yeah. i'm just not smart enough to work those goggles i'm just not <laughs> And I'm not afraid to admit it. I'm just not afraid. I, I can't adjust them right. Can't do it. No. So the thing that those older goggles had that newer goggles do not is that those older goggles were made out of polished turtle shells. And for the <laughs> life of me, I never found a picture of this, so I can't confirm. But when I read this fact, I imagine just turtle shells that have been buffed and scrubbed so cleanly that they're just like glass. Almost like, yeah. I guess. And you can see through them to some degree. And those were the first swimming goggles wow so it makes you today want to grab a turtle and jump into the pool and you know just kind of look around <laughs> so swimming's fun you know for both uh, casual swimmers but also professional swimmers you mentioned the olympics jason uh professional swimmers before they get into the pool when they are training let, let me tell you something very interesting about those swimmers they shave their entire bodies okay. to cut down on resistance because every hair counts when you're an olympian okay i i'll just kind of let that sit there <laughs> i mean i don't you know a couple things number one i'm happy with the bronze like i said <laughs> okay you don't have aspirations no for that silver and gold medal no you know okay. and number two I, I have a very difficult time believing that like one arm hair <laughs> is going to make the difference and then like you know me getting smoked by 12 seconds on yeah. the other end so right that's just that's just my take. You, you I, I might be wrong. Battles, man. Yeah. You got to pick your battles. Now, here, here's something that maybe you could work on. All right, if, if you're going to skip the shaving thing, okay. and you want to move on up the tier of of the Olympics. Many swimmers, uh, especially professional swimmers, have very flexible ankles, and they can touch the ground with their toes while laying on their backs. Okay, so on your back, bend your foot to where your toes can touch the ground while you're laying flat, not bending your knee. Straight legs, straight body. 
toes on the ground. Can you do that? No, I no, I cannot do that. There's there's absolutely no way. I'll be honest. When you're when you were telling me that, I was envisioning the scene from Misery. Oh gosh, where he where she just breaks his ankles and oh, they just basically become jelly. Yeah. No, there is there is. I have really bad ankles, like really bad. Mm-hmm. There is no way I could even remotely get close to touching the to touching the In floor. In my mind, I can't even imagine what that looks like. No. Quite honestly, no. without seeing just some, you know someone looking like a mermaid. No, that has to on be a, like a borderline deformity. I would, <laughs> I would imagine, <laughs> seems odd because there's a, it's just unnatural. You know, the the, the body doesn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> on and, its own. And those are the best of swimmers, but <laughs> not everyone can swim. Okay, eighty percent of Americans report that they are able to swim, but less than sixty percent of those same Americans report they are able to perform the five basic functions required to save themselves from drowning. Okay. So I'm going to give you these five functions. All right. And then you tell me if you can actually swim. Okay. (laughs) Okay. By the technical definition, which in in its most basic form is saving yourself from drowning. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. That's, that's, I'm intrigued. Function one. Okay. (laughs) Floating or treading water for one minute. I can do that. touching the bottom. I can do that. Okay. So check there. Number two, jumping into deep water and coming up for air. Oh, yeah. I can do that. Do that? Yeah. I did that this weekend. Yeah. (laughs) I did, really. I did that twice on the way here. (laughs) All right. So that's that's two. You're two for two. Number three, spinning around in the water and then finding a way out. So this one kind of intrigued me. I think they mean literally sort of disorienting yourself. Like Marco Polo kind of? Sort of. And you don't know where you're at, but you're underwater. And then being able to just sort of open your eyes and find your way out. And I don't know if the true litmus test is like in a swimming pool. I almost feel like they're talking more like like a lake, l- or a lake, or out in the ocean current or something. I'm gonna say. I mean, that's that's that sounds weird. I'm gonna say yes because I mm-hmm. think you just go up. Because <laughs> if you were to go down, <laughs> I think you would know you're going down because it would get darker and more pressure. You're you're a swimming savant. Man. I am. <laughs> I think you just go up. <laughs> I think you would just go up, I guess. I'm going to say yes. Scientists on the other side of this are saying, yes, yes. <laughs> he's up, just, up, he says. He's, he's discovered the secret. <laughs> Number four, getting out of a pool without a ladder. I can do that. Yeah. I got out of the lake today and got into a boat this week or this past weekend without mm-hmm. without a ladder. I thought you were going to say without hands or feet. <laughs> I just grabbed all <laughs> my teeth and just... <laughs> I can yes, I'm gonna say yes. Okay. Yeah. So so you're four for four. Okay. If you get the last one by the technical definition of swimming, as in saving yourself from drowning, okay. You can do it. All right. All right here's the last one. Swimming one pool length without stopping. Oh yeah. 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 I can do that. You're a swimmer, man. Yeah. I said bronze. bronze. Yeah, well, okay. Yeah. So so you're among the sixty percent of Americans who can actually swim. Okay. Which is pretty cool. Sounds good. Yeah. Good for you. So unfortunately, there's a lot of people that don't meet these metrics. On average, 10 people drown in America every day, which is a terrible statistic. Two out of 10 of those are children age 14 or younger, according to the Red Cross. You know, I actually have that exact same statistic here. Oh, really? Yeah, about something we'll talk about just in a few moments. But yeah, about the the right at 10 people a day. That seems like a lot of people. I I know it's a big America. It's a lot of people, but... That's just that's sad. Yeah, that's that's wild. So, Jason, there there's a lot of different benefits to actually swimming, assuming you can do it correctly and safely. A lot of fitness benefits, and we'll round it out here. These are the last two stats I have. In one hour, swimming burns about forty percent more calories than biking. So hmm, I didn't realize that. Interesting note. And number two, swimming burns about thirty percent more calories than running per hour. 
I did not know that. Yep. That kind of surprises me. It, do, it does me too. And I, but I think that means like literally swimming. You know, when, when I think of swimming, I'm not necessarily like making laps around just, the pool or you're just I'm kind just of floating kind of around, treading water, yeah. you know, just kind of splashing around. I've got the rubber ducky, you know, those sort of things. <laughs> but I think this literally means like really swimming. Yeah. You know, in the you're sort of like, Olympic like sense. horizontal in the water and you're hand over. Yeah. You're going, yeah, swimming. Yeah. That's it. And Jason, there's a lot of different places to swim, one of which is possibly in the lake oh and lakes are popular destinations during the summer i have i have some information as luck would have it here shannon about <laughs> what i what i like to refer to as lake days lake days okay so All, tell us about lake days also known as <laughs> going to the lake <laughs> okay okay uh so the first thing i think of you know if you're going to the lake you have to have something to be on the lake with right so most of the time that's a boat Sure. There were approximately 12 million recreational boats registered in the United States as of 2019, uh, and at least several hundred thousand, maybe maybe as many as two million unregistered boats. Really? Yeah. So that's that's something strange to me. I actually mm-hmm. went to the lake this this past weekend. I'll talk about that in just a few moments. Mm-hmm. And and my my stepdad uh, got the boat out. It's the first time he had the boat out like in over a decade, and he had to license it. Okay. It's just like a car. I just don't think about those things though. You don't think mm-hmm. about licensing a boat, but it's right. just like you would license a, a car. But but yeah, t- over twelve million recreational boats throughout the United States. Five point six percent of Americans, eighteen and over, so five point six percent of American adults, roughly one out of nineteen adults have a boat. Okay, have wow. a registered boat. So one out of uh, out of roughly almost you know twenty people. Prices on these boats, Shannon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Much like you would I'd think about probably cars. Because a boat can be one piece of wood or... Or it could be like a Starfleet type thing almost sure. that's yeah. going through there. So prices range anywhere from you know approximately $500 mm-hmm. for what's called like a uh, a John boat. You've probably heard that, had that mm-hmm. term before. So you I've could never get, heard that before. <laughs> have you never heard it before? No, but, but to be fair, I'm not a lake or boat person. Okay. So John boat is... Typical terminology there, right? <laughs> yeah. Got it. Okay. So, John Boat, you know, 500 to $1,500 just kind of depends on how new it is, that type of thing. And then, so you go from that to literally hundreds of thousands of dollars. Oh, yeah. All right. And, and, and everything in between. Yeah. So, some, some of the, you know, your normal average looking boats, if, if that is, if there is such a thing that you see on lakes. Mm-hmm. On average, some of those boats cost, I mean, anywhere between like thirty to $50,000. So, I mean, like a nice car, a really nice car. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. And I mean, and there's nothing, it's it's nothing to see boats that are $7,500,000 at every lake in every state in America. But many of those boats just, I mean, so your average boat will normally cost fifteen, twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars $25,000, somewhere in that range. You know, the thing to me that I've always thought about that, you know, having a boat's cool, mm-hmm. but so I mean, I, I don't have a boat, but I mean, I think having a boat would be cool, but it's one of those where you're basically paying as, as much as you would for a really nice vehicle, mm-hmm. but you only get to use it like four months out of the year. Right. Now, unless you're like a fisherman, I could see fishermen... You know, because maybe you could fish almost all year long if you yeah. wanted to, and if, if you enjoyed that. But you know, like most people, you just want to go out there and kind of, you know, sort of sunbathe and get on mm-hmm. a tube or ski that type of thing. So you're only looking like like at four months tops. Mm-hmm. So you're it's like you're paying for a brand new vehicle, and then you have to put it somewhere during the other eight months out of the year. So it, it's kind of tough. But yeah. again, there's over twelve million of them out there. Oh wow, Pulaski County. Kentucky, okay, mm-hmm. so Somerset. This is about 30 minutes from where I live. Uh, that is really home, uh, or actually specifically Burnside, to Lake Cumberland. 
You've oh, heard yeah. you've heard of Lake Cumberland, right? Sure. So Lake Cumberland draws in now, these statistics blew me away. All right. So Lake Cumberland is about a half an hour from where I live. I was there this this past weekend. Unbelievable. Lake Cumberland draws in more than four million visitors each year. Four million? Four million. And I had to look at it like three times to make sure that was correct. I had, and I actually found like three different websites that had very, very similar numbers. That's more than Yellowstone National Park, and it's also more than the Grand Canyon. Are they all on boats? The vast majority of them, yeah. That's that's just two Lake Cumberland. Uh, now, there are some that they do like some uh, – there's some like car shows, those types of things, but way like over 90% of them, it's all due to the lake. Visitors spent, according to the, the, the Chamber of Commerce and the uh, Tourist Commission there, visitors spent over $126 million last year, which helped support over 1,000 tourist related jobs. So I'm going to repeat that now. Mm. Okay. So. This, this is not even Lexington and Louisville. I think Somerset may be like the 10th largest city in Kentucky, maybe somewhere around there. In Kentucky. In Kentucky, yeah. <laughs> $126 million. So I did a little investigation on that. Okay. Part of that $126 million is that they produce a lot of houseboats there. Like they make them there. Oh. And so you're having people that will buy these boats. Mm -hmm. And so it wouldn't take a long time before you're up in the millions pretty quickly. And of course, this is also talking about licensing. This is talking about the, you know, food, uh, supplies, hotel stays. Hunting the Lake Cumberland monster. Hunting the Lake Cumberland monster, (laughs) all that stuff. So, yeah. So, you know, Lake Cumberland, just sort of an an average size lake in Kentucky, average size, you know, city, $126 million. All kinds of people. Yeah. Wow. Just just crazy. You were mentioning uh, drowning a while ago, right? So that's Mm -hmm. a sad topic to talk about. You are 10 times more likely to drown in a lake than you are in the ocean. Really? Now, that makes sense when you think about it a little bit. Probably yeah. more people on the lake sure. across America. Many lakes, mm-hmm. not many oceans, really. People usually treat the ocean with a little more respect, too. Right. You, you don't go too far into it. Because there's sharks out there. <laughs> they be sharks. <laughs> in the lake, it's like they be catfish. Yeah, just just Jason Voorhees is the worst you'll come across. <laughs> yeah, and that's I mean, what are the odds of that? Yeah. So I think people uh, honestly just let their guard down a little bit more. You know, in lake. So that's probably the reason why that you had mentioned uh, roughly 10 people die every day in every America day. due to yeah. drowning. Mm-hmm. So when, when you do the math on that, uh, that's somewhere between 3,600, 3,800 people uh, every year that drown just in the U.S. But most of them, the vast majority of them are either in pools mm-hmm. or uh, in, in lakes. So this past weekend, we went to the lake. I saw a picture of you this past weekend. Yeah, saw a video of me, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the first. So I used to love to ski. All right, like I loved the lake. And so you mean jet ski. I mean, no, I mean ski, ski. Like ski down the slope. Yeah, not 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 like a jet ski where I'm on, but like I'm on two skis myself. Uh-huh. Oh, and so I'm being like pulled with the a rope water. in the water. Okay, yeah, like the Alan Jackson video, like the Chattahoochee. That's where I was. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I was basically I was Alan Jackson this past weekend. Okay, all right, it got hotter hotter than well you know okay so yeah so uh that was the first time i had done that like in 10 years but from about 12 to 18 i was a skiing fool i mean i could come on that man oh yeah i could come up on one ski okay i could come up on two kick one off i could Mm -hmm. go for miles i love to like water ski okay so the first time i had done that in 10 years uh but this past weekend uh but took me about 15 minutes to get the skis on because most of the time you put them on in the water i was out of breath i felt like i had been like wrestling a bear like in the water put them on in the water 
it's very difficult. I mean, like, cause you're just, you're moving and you know, you have the, the life jacket on and it's just really hard. I mean, it's like, it's huh. a workout putting these skis on. Okay. But anyhow, uh, but it's, it's really, really fun, but it's, uh, it's, it's something that I don't think you could probably do every day because you just be so like physically sore. Okay. You feel yeah. like you've been kind of beat like, you know, like with yeah. a, a crowbar, mm-hmm. <laughs> something like that. I used to love the lake and it's still really, really fun. That's awesome, man. I had no idea that you were a skier. So have, have you ever been to the lake? I mean, like I, I've been stuff. to the lake. It's, it's not really been something I've done very much in adulthood. I think I went right. once or twice as a kid, played it safe, didn't go very far in. So not a huge experience that I have, but a lot of folks love it. Yeah. Uh, you know, as an adult, I've been maybe eight or 10 times, honestly, mm-hmm. but, but as a kid, I would go like literally every weekend. And although I love going to the lake, you know, every once in a while you'd have to take a break. You, you have would. sort of get out, you know, get get a Diet Coke, peanut butter sandwich. Just maybe sort of, buy a T-shirt. Maybe buy. Hey, this is a good this is a good opportunity to, to uh, take a break here just for a moment and learn a little bit more about Slapdash merchandise. Let's do that. Hey everyone, we're happy to announce that the podcast now has a merchandise store. Shannon, everyone loves hoodies and everyone loves coffee. Yeah, and you can pick up a nice Slapdash hoodie or a Slapdash mug and drink your next cup of joe right out of a Slapdash cup. (laughs) We also have t-shirts and stickers. Yeah, we do. So come on by and log on to www.slapdashpod.com forward slash store. That's www.slapdashpod.com forward slash store. We are back and we are discussing summertime in America. And Jason, nothing says summertime like the smell of a hot grill during the summer. Oh, I, I do love that. you have this that. experience? Do you, oh, do, you yeah. do very many cookouts? We do, I mean, like legit cookouts where like there's multiple people over and we're making all kinds of food, maybe maybe two or three times a summer. Yeah. But but we use the grill quite a bit outside. I wanted to be more of a grill person than I ended up being in life. I've tried yeah. once or twice to, to have the grill on the porch and to go out and do the, the grilling thing. Now, we do quite a bit of like grilling at the park and stuff like oh, yeah. that where yeah. we just take the family down and we bring charcoal type stuff. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But I, I tried to be the grill guy and I think you are the grill guy. Right. Yeah. So I, I tried to do that. I tried to, you know, I got my, um, and, and this is going to show you how poorly I understand the art. <laughs> I got my burger flipper thing. Okay. okay. The spatula. <laughs> the spatula. Some, some would call it in, in the inner circle. Yeah. Uh, so I took my spatula, you know, I had the, the salt and pepper yep. things, you know. Shakers. The shakers, <laughs> some might say, you know, those with the arcane knowledge. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So here, here, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I, I didn't, I didn't know the secret handshake. You know, I couldn't get into the brotherhood of, of cookout, cook, cookouters, cooks. Some of my college chefs, I don't know, grill masters, grillers. Um, but, but we only did it a few times. I, you know, I bought the the gas grill, and you know, I tried to, I took it outside. I did all the things you're supposed to do. I don't know. I'm just not a grilling guy, man. Well, I love to grill. I mean, I love it. But here's the really <clears throat> absurd part about it is that I'm I'm basically a vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I mean, yeah, I eat a, I eat like a little. I mean, when I say a little bit of fish, uh-huh. maybe once every couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, and I like bacon and sausage. You I will, just go down the lake and scoop on it. <laughs> I will just <laughs> while I'm down there on the Chattahoochee. Yeah. Uh, I just I love to grill, but I don't eat anything that's on it unless yeah. I grill like maybe some vegetables. Uh-huh. You know, every once in a while I might do that. But as far as like 
the burgers and the hot dogs and the steak and it's it's all going and it looks awesome and I never touch it. <laughs> I never eat it. That's awesome. But I like to I do like it though. That. That's very cool. So cookouts cost, you know, a, a bit of money, but not as much as you would expect. It, it tends to be cheaper to do a cookout, at least when you're talking about having multiple families or people over right. friends than it would be to go to a restaurant per se. Um, but you know, these cookouts cost a bit less in 2021 than they did in 2020. You know, this has a little bit to do with the pandemic and the demand for things and get togethers being limited and that sort of thing. But according to the American Farm Bureau, the average cost of a cookout in 2021 for 10 people costs an average of $59.50 or less than $6 per person. This is only down 16 cents from 2020, but actually up 62 cents from 2019. It's probably because you had to to purchase the uh, six feet socially distant spatulas. That's right. (laughs) Kiss the cook masks. That that sort of thing. Um, But I I found this really interesting. So the Farm Bureau who did this... um, this analysis and said it was $59.50. They came up with a shopping list of what the average American would purchase for the average cookout. And I have that list. I I just thought it was really interesting. You being a vegetarian, me actually being a vegan, only this is a very, you know, right. a lot of this doesn't ring. Cows are pretty safe around us, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. So the average shopping list for a 10 person cookout includes, on average, boneless, skinless chicken breasts, okay. two pound of ground beef, three pounds of center cut pork chops, one pound of sliced cheese, an eight pack of hamburger buns, two and a half pounds of homemade potato salad. 32 ounces of pork and beans, one 13-ounce bag of potato chips, two and a half quarts of fresh-squeezed lemonade, (laughs) fresh-squeezed, two pints of strawberries, one 13-ounce bag of chocolate chip cookies, and a half gallon of vanilla ice cream. (laughs) You know what? You need to like just copy paste that to me, all uh-huh. right, and yeah. just send it to me in a text message. And okay. I think like the next time I go to Kroger or whatever, I'm just going to walk in, <laughs> just get and it. just and just you know, and just sort of hand this to the person, oh, yeah. right, and uh-huh. just say, I just want the you know the cookout huge. That's what I <laughs> call huge. it. The huge. Just post on Facebook, cookout for ten people coming right up. <laughs> That's great. I love it. Good stuff. That's awesome. So with so many cookouts occurring, you know, across America, there's an age old debate about what type of grill to use charcoal or gas so jason you're the grill master what do you got okay so i i have a blackstone propane grill okay okay so again my opinion's worthless <laughs> because i don't i don't eat it <laughs> i have heard many people and i think it would stand to reason i think charcoal may taste better mm-hmm. i think meat from from a charcoal grill i think would 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 taste better i don't know why i think it's just the scent the aroma i don't know mm-hmm. but uh but everyone I think the 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 uh, propane grills it more evenly, right? Like the meat, and it grills it a little quicker, and, mm-hmm. and that type of thing. Uh, you don't have to replace charcoal every time like you do with with the the uh, propane grill. Mm-hmm. So I think it, it's much easier to use propane. It might potentially taste better to use uh, charcoal, mm-hmm. but you're asking the wrong cat. <laughs> So I don't know. <laughs> I'll say, I, you know, I, I've eaten a lot of cheeseburgers in my life before I decided not to anymore. Right. <laughs> okay. And I've had both. I like both. 
but I, I kind of did prefer the charcoal, and yeah. I, I can't really explain why. I think it's more of a nostalgia thing than an actual objectively better taste right. or anything. It's just growing up, we had a charcoal grill, and that's what yeah. we used, and just that nostalgic taste of, of eating. And you can't get it in a restaurant tasting like that. That's kind of the difference, too. A lot of yeah. the stuff in the restaurants made a certain way, but they very rarely, if ever, never at McDonald's, use charcoal right you know so there's something unique about yeah. doing that during the summertime or at a cookout that resonates and and rings true right. with me is there a big difference like in the taste of a hamburger or cheeseburger from mcdonald's to uh burger king because i mean aren't they supposed to be like flame broiled or something it's a world of difference and i used to work at burger king and i've seen the flame broiled i've lit the flame that broils <laughs> those hamburgers and yeah there's a huge difference they, they taste better they I absolutely taste better Do they? okay yeah and it's weird it's a texture thing but it has something to do and this is just me talking i can't speak for you know right everybody but there, there are little like grill strips mm-hmm. that happen whenever you put it over top of a flame because it has to sit on those metal bars oh yeah and it makes it gets, little indentions it does and it gets a little crispier yeah right there and that adds a texture that's not present you know whenever right. you just flop the patty on a right. just a flat yep. surface grill so i think that makes the difference a little bit but again just my opinion hmm. jason they're a lot of different fun things to do during the summer. We've talked about many of them, but one of my favorites that actually just passed here recently is the 4th of July. And we did a whole episode on this here last year. Yeah, so folks need to go back and listen to the the previous episode we had on Independence Day, right? 4th of, of July. Day. It's a good one. So the 4th of July or Air Independence Day, obviously celebrated on July 4th. First one, 1776. However, here's something ironic mm-hmm. that I think that we did cover in that previous episode, that the declaration, uh, the actual declaration of, Independ- of independence was published on July 4th, 1776, you know, hence the, the uh, holiday. But the actual vote took place on July 2nd. Mm-hmm. So in some ways, really, July 2nd was more indicative, I guess, of a Independence Day. Uh, that was the actual vote. On the 4th, they were just doing paperwork. <laughs> That's really it. And I, Yeah, I think we mentioned in that other episode that that was the expectation. They thought July 2nd would go on to be the day that is right. immortalized throughout American history, yep. but it didn't happen to end nope. up that way. It was, it was July 4th. In 1870, that was the first year that July 4th, Independence Day, was designated as a federal holiday. Okay. In, in 1870. Yeah. So some fun things on 4th of July. Americans eat an average of 150 million hot dogs during the 4th of July weekend alone. Wow. Just that weekend. Just that weekend. 150 million hot dogs over the 4th of July weekend. That goes into what you had previously mentioned. Seven billion a year or something. Between crazy. Memorial Day and Labor Day. So it's yeah. just like, yeah, wow. Yeah. So 150 million of that seven billion mm-hmm. goes into typically that that sort of three-day weekend that, that typically occurs for the uh, 4th of July. Now, it's not 4th of July Unless we blow some stuff up, right? That's, it's the American way. <laughs> That's right. Americans spend just over $1 billion on fireworks each year. So let me repeat that. Yeah. We knowingly and happily. <laughs> With a smile on our face. As a collective society, uh-huh. spend $1 billion that we blow up. God bless America. <laughs> I mean, we all love it. 
And we just literally burn $1 billion up. So we might have a just some shred of joy for like 17 seconds. <laughs> Roman candles, cherry bombs, sparklers. We don't care. Just, just whatever. We just roll those bills whatever up, man, and set them on fire. Now, okay, I like fireworks as good as the next guy, right? Mm-hmm. All right. It's, it's, you know, it's, they're fireworks. They're great. They're fine. Right. But if we really kind of took a step back and thought, oh, well, let's not do that. <laughs> You know, <laughs> what can we really do as a, as a society with $1 billion mm. that we're otherwise just going to set a fire? <laughs> I think we should build one collective firework for that $1 billion <laughs> and just set it off somewhere. You know, just mount it somewhere in D.C., shoot that sucker up. <laughs> see what it does. Let's just see what happens. I mean, that's that's just crazy. But, I mean, $1 billion. Okay, so a lot of money, right, put into it. I always contribute to that $1 billion. It may be 10 bucks, It may be 50 bucks. I always give a little bit. Right. So a lot of people buying a lot of fireworks, as you would expect, mm-hmm. July 4th, a lot of emergency room visits. Yes. A ton of them. In fact, 13,000 firework-related emergency room visits every 4th of July incredible every Just fourth incredible. every fourth of july mm-hmm. so i'll tell you sort of what we do uh, our uh, tradition for fourth of july i'll throw it to you first do, do you all do anything in like in particular or maybe used to as a kid anything like that yeah, these last couple years uh we've recently moved to a new house new neighborhood and the neighborhood collectively does their own fireworks display we have an organizer uh, actually my next door neighbor here who is awesome and he just puts everything together he collects the money and he basically buys all the fireworks and they go up on the hill and we go out on the back porch about 10 o'clock whenever it's pitch black he sets them off and we just sit there and watch it lasts about half an hour or so and i think this year we within the neighborhood had about fifteen hundred dollars donated oh, for fireworks cool. and, and then they also um, had enough also to uh, get some like uh, bouncy castles and and things rented uh for the oh, kids really Yes. Oh, that's so awesome. It's fantastic, man. Uh, huh. So we've done that the last couple of years. Before that, my wife and I, since we've been together, we've always done like the community fireworks displays. Right. As a kid, we bought fireworks, but haven't done that many years. We, uh, except for the, you know, fireworks we do here in the neighborhood, right. we would just go to kind of the community display. But if I heard right, uh, at, on the last episode, you mentioned maybe like in Stearns, there's a, yeah. a display. So do you guys still do that? Yeah. So Stearns is uh, a, a little small town, like directly in the middle of, of the county. It, it's about a five minute drive from where we live. And so, yeah, so that's that's where they have the the, the annual fireworks display and they, they set everything off. So we normally will drive over there and they set them off usually you know, around nine thirty, nine forty-five. It's it's pretty late. It's pretty dark when they set them off. Obviously, mm-hmm. so we we've watched those for years. Uh, this this past Fourth uh, of July, just the other day, uh, we were at my mother-in-law's house, and so we had a cookout there. There were probably twenty twenty-five of us, and then uh, when it you know came time to see the fireworks, we actually got into a the like a a trailer, and and they, and we were driven up into this field, and so we were quite a ways i mean several miles away from the fireworks but we were in the middle of this empty field with just a barn in it but we were kind of high up on top of the okay. sort of semi mountains right and it was just us and we could just see the fireworks off in the distance oh, and it, cool. that was really cool i mean there were no street lights there were nothing so that that was kind of something uh, unique that we we really appreciated it's kind of cool i love that that's awesome fireworks great display of summer it's just oh, yeah. iconic yep in america and jason we mentioned at the beginning of the episode that there are three holidays that sort of bookend and come in the middle of summer yep. and the last one is labor day 
Labor Day pays tribute to the contributions and achievements of American workers and is traditionally observed on the first Monday in September. We actually previously dedicated a whole episode to Labor Day. We did, too. and I thought it was a pretty good one. It was a good yeah, one. Yeah, we had, we had like a, lot, a lot of labor statistics. We and did. Different things. Yeah. yeah. So Labor Day was created by the labor movement in the late 19th century and became a federal holiday in 1894. Labor Day also symbolizes the end of summer for many Americans and is celebrated with parties, street parades, and athletic events. So, you know, it's just kind of a fun day off from work right. for a lot of folks. Uh, there's been a long-standing tradition, and I've heard this my entire life. I actually heard it for the first time in a movie, okay. I think, of not wearing the color white oh, after yeah. Labor Day. Have, have you heard of that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you yeah. know why that is? I have or no. What that has I have no anything? idea. But no, I've I've heard that for years. That basically that's it. That after Labor Day you can't wear white. You I guess maybe white. until is it Memorial Day? Yeah, I think it's when summer starts. When over. summer starts. Yeah, I think. But yeah, but I, it's I don't know when you can start wearing white, mm-hmm. but you have to stop wearing white <laughs> the, the day after Labor Day. So, yeah. so do you strictly abide by this, uh, this principle? Uh, yeah, sure I do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. Like, you know, I wake up like October, you know, fourth, and I'm like, man, I would love to wear that white polo, but you know what? <laughs> can't after labor day you say i declare no more white and you just kind of burn <laughs> that's it, it. Yep. And that's it you start over yeah i i don't stick by that at all i think very few americans actually yeah. do but i do wonder where that actually came from so i kind of dug it up the tradition originated in the late victorian era where it was frowned upon to wear any white clothing after the summer officially ended on labor day in the victorian era why indicated that you were still in vacation mode and at your summer cottage. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't have a no. summer cottage. So, do you, do yeah, you have a summer cottage. No, no, I don't. It so, sounds like something like a Smurf would have. So, yeah. <laughs> so if you see someone like on September twentieth, they're wearing a white polo, and you're going to go up and ask them a question, I'm, you know, but no, 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 no. Yeah, they're still relaxing at their cottage. Right. See the white polo. That's right. Yeah. You, you have to draw these clear distinctions, man. Right. It's about it's about awareness. That's right? that, that's yeah, interesting. You know what's going on. You know, one thing. Th- this is going to sound so crazy all right but i'm just being honest i'm just being honest okay is it, it's just us we're looking to trust tree right let, let the truth flow my no friend. one else is here okay yeah. okay so we're not publishing this episode. no no. <laughs> no so memorial day i, I love all the holidays mm-hmm. all right there's there's something special about them all i love mm-hmm. them all memorial day it's like all right you know school's mm-hmm. out summer's coming it's the end of may june's next week yep. oh summer's here love memorial day mm-hmm. july 4th it's like oh red white and blue let's go burn a billion dollars and yeah. eat a hot dog right, right. It's, it's awesome there is something sad to me about labor day <laughs> and 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 i guess it's because it's the end of summer although i love fall yeah so you would think mm-hmm. i would be like for that i think fall is my favorite season fall is my favorite season mm-hmm. so you would think i would be all for labor day because we're you know, we're basically kind of putting the final nail into summer. And, and I like the three-day weekend and all that. But there's just something that's just a little bit sad. It's like, okay, well, the warm weather's over. And it's like on September <laughs> 3rd or 4th or 5th, I just break out like the wool coat. Yeah. <laughs> like the very next day. Yeah, and it's not a white wool coat. And it's not a white one, no. Uh, but, but I've always thought that was difficult. The, the most difficult time to dress mm-hmm. in the entire year mm-hmm. is, is probably like the month of September. That transition between yeah. the hottest yeah, because, time ever yeah, to, to the coolness. Yeah, because because sometimes it's still very hot, like in mm-hmm. sep- like almost the end of September. Yeah, and so you you kind of want to start maybe, you know maybe kind of putting the sweaters on. Mm-hmm. No, September does not mean sweaters. Yeah, and day by day you have to make like a decision. Yeah. 
almost. Yeah, because sometimes it could be 80, mm-hmm. and sometimes it could be like 65. And yeah. it just depends. So September, very difficult dress, uh, I guess, month or whatever. But I don't know. September, Labor Day, just a little bit sad. It is. It's kind of like Green Day, wake me up when September ends. <laughs> right. I think I'd be for that. Just a little dreary. Right. So Labor Day marks the end of summer and also marks the end of the episode. So anything else you want to add about summer before we wrap it up? No, you know, we still have, I guess, what, probably another six weeks of summer left roughly mm-hmm. somewhere around yeah, there lots of skiing, so <clears throat> so I, I hope i hope to uh I, I, may, I may even get wild and, and need a hot dog at some point Uh-oh. i'm not a big meat eater but yeah. I, I may do that uh, i'll have a popsicle okay. like you had mentioned earlier mm-hmm. uh, i will try to go back to the lake and ski uh, maybe once or twice maybe go watch a little league game somewhere sure and that's also a part of summer so and we'll probably catch you out on the mower from time to time oh yeah every, every three to four days <laughs> in the front yard that's awesome well thanks to all of our listeners we appreciate you for subscribing to the podcast please share us with a friend you can also find us on social media on facebook twitter and instagram with the handle at slapdash pod and we'll catch you in the next episode let's go grill a burger <laughs> <laughs>